0: And thank you for joining this week's podcast with the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. This week's message, the Archbishop directs us to examine the abundant supernatural power of our God. By activating our faith, we will be able to tap into the spiritual truth that God is able to do the miraculous regardless of our situation. If you need to build your faith and knowledge of the word, by the Archbishop's book, Praying Through the Promises of God. Secure yours today at ndwministries.org. Know today that this is God's word of inspiration for you. Be empowered as you listen.
1: Turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and the 8th verse. 2 Corinthians 9 and 8. God, is, God able. is able to make all grace abound toward you That ye always having all sufficiency in all things May abound to every good work Now underline the word he's able That word able It's important That, that is the cornerstone of the message He is able God is able You, you, have, to, you have to catch it You got to catch it and 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 you have to catch it because it's either you believe or you don't believe there is no middle ground in the spirit you either believe or you don't believe that god is able that settles this matter that settles the account say i hear you that is what your ability to believe and to know that god is able gives you the audacity to look at adversity in the eye and imminent danger and say you have no power over me. Say yes. The Bible says, and God is able to make all grace, not some, not some grace but what? All grace abound towards you. Tell somebody you means you. Uh That ye, that ye or you, that you always having all sufficiency, not some. That means no limits. Somebody say no limits, no limits, no limits, no shortage, no restriction, no wanting, no lacking. Lacking nothing, wanting nothing. That is what it means. That God said, I don't want you lacking anything, wanting anything. Because I am able, I got the power. Say yes. Yes. I am capable. I have the capabilities to make sure that you, that always having all sufficiency in all things, not some things. Not some, but in all things. Anything that concerns you mentally and emotionally and physically and maritally and spiritually, financially. God said, I want you to have sufficiency in all things. Mm. That you may abound to every good work. Abounding to every good way. God said, that is my desire, that you'll be in the position at every time to have sufficiency to do whatever is required of you at every given time, so you are never in need of anything. That you never have a dream you can accomplish. That you never have a wish or a desire or a goal or a target you'll never meet in life. Because whatever it is whatever it takes will always be at your disposal now may this coming week be your week of having sufficiency in everything let this coming week be the beginning of your days of enjoying and having sufficiency in all things, in all things God is able to make all grace abound towards you that ye always not every now and then, but always. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to be rewired. You need to rethink things through. You need to come to a place to have that knowing that as long as you live, you may know that you know. That you know that you know. That you have a knowing that the God you and I serve is able. He's able to do anything. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. For with God, all things are possible to him that have this knowing that God can do anything. There was a young orphan sitting in one of the 24 provinces under Kinahazarus in those days. And God said, I need a nobody to do something. I want to qualify one that is not qualified. I need a nothing to do something. Eh? I need somebody I can make use of that will acknowledge and it will be clear and everybody will know that but for God, that this is the doing of the Lord and it is marvelous in our eyes. If I use anybody qualify, People will subject it to reasoning. But I want to do something that cannot be subjected to debate. Something that is not negotiable. You can't debate it. You can't question it. And it is just what it is. And whether you like it or not, you have to accept and acknowledge that this is God. So God said, Esther, get out from where you are. I'm going to move vastly of the scene." and make a nothing something and a nobody somebody. I just want to make a statement. I want to make a statement, and I want to do something that is mind-blowing. I want to change the rules. I want to change the order of the day. I want to turn the ties in another direction. Ah. So Esther came on the scene not qualified, not having what it takes and the one that was qualified was disqualified. My God, my God may the unqualified be qualified this week. I pray that whatever you need that you lack what it takes to be qualified, that God will qualify you this week. He will qualify your business this week. Qualify your children this week. Let the unqualified be qualified. God is able, He's capable. This is not something that I have to read it to you. You need an encounter, you need an experience. Tell somebody, an experience. C- can you say it with an attitude? Say, an experience. experience. See, I hear you. The other day, John the Apostle said, what we have heard from the beginning and what we have experienced and have proven from the beginning is what we declare unto you that you also may have fellowship with him. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to come to a place in your walk with God when it is no more what is written or what anybody said or what the preacher said, but it is what you know. Ah, You need that personal encounter that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know. Say yes. He's able. You got to come to that place. Okay, now let me take you through some few scriptures before I fire. Okay, 2nd Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that Some things, no, sir. some things. No, sir. Watch and see God doesn't limit or restrict his children. All things that pertain unto life. Things that are necessary eh, for you to live comfortably in this life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us not to defeat not to shame not to scandal or stigma but to glory and to virtue, see I hear you but all things are available that pertains to life and God through the knowledge that knowledge there is the key may you Discover that key today May the veil be destroyed I pray that wherever you are hearing the sound of my voice You will discover the key The necessary key to unlock What is required And what is yours And what has already been provided It's at your disposal But you need the key to unlock it Receive that key Receive that illumination Receive that revelation Experience it, walk in it, live it. Daniel chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. Want to lay some few foundation before I fire. I'm holding my fire. Daniel. If if it be so, Uh our God, whom we serve, is able to do it. Underline that word again, able. When I was a young Christian, I didn't understand. And on Wednesday, we will show you some of the track records of God that brought these guys to that place of believing that God was able. Gave them the audacity. I said, in the face of adversity, they were not afraid of the king. They said, King, we will not even consider. We don't need mercy or favor from you. We know in whom we have believed. You can do whatever. That's why Jesus said, Go and tell that fox that I have the power to lay down my life and in three days I'll raise it up again. It gives you the audacity to have fear of no one and not to fear those who people are afraid of. I was talking to a lady the other day, called me from another country and she was having a problem with her boss. And she said to me, Papa, He's too powerful. The man is powerful. And I laughed. And she said, why are you laughing? And I said, if anybody claims to have power, your father is the all-powerful. He's the almighty. He's the king of kings and the lord of lords. And I said, man born of a woman, call himself powerful. When you can go to bed and tomorrow morning, you are not. You disappear from the face of the earth. And your power ends because every power has expiry date. And I said, never give man credit to the point where you fear man and you stop fearing God. No man is that powerful. The only man that is powerful is the one that died and conquered death and the grave. The Bible said, for it was impossible for the grave... To hold him he laid in the grave and arose on the third day he is the one you should fear not man who death can seize upon and can't shake it off go ahead go ahead He's if able. it be so our god whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fairy feathers uh-huh. and he will deliver us out of that he is able O-T. and he will but, go ahead. but if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. He said, "Our God is able to deliver." He said, "Deliverer," because we know his track record. We we'll look at that on Wednesday, and he will deliver. He has what he takes. He's capable to deliver and he will. But if by any means he decides not to, we will still not compromise. We will still not bow. You know, the other day Job said, Job went to bed a trilonaire, woke up in the morning, broke, lost everything, ten coffins in his house, lost ten of his kids, same day. And after burying all of them, the wife looked at him and said, listen, guy, why don't you just curse God and die? And I heard Job saying, Baby, you talk like one of those silly women. And Job said, I have a knowing, I have a knowing that my Redeemer liveth. Are you hearing me, somebody? And though he slays me, yet will I trust him? If your trust in God is based on what God does for you, then it's not true trust. But you got to come to a place, singing ladies, to say, God, if you never give me a man, I will still trust you and I'll still serve you. If you never do anything for me the rest of my life, I will still trust you and I'll still serve you. It takes that kind of audacity to dare God in times of difficulty. If you are serving God for gain and you are serving God for only what he does for you, then circumstances can shake your faith. But if you are serving him because you are doing it based on knowing and revelation of who he is, then it doesn't matter what comes and what goes. You are solid. Solid. On Christ the Son, let rock I stand on the ground.
2: Oh, is is oh,
1: my fear is nothing. Nothing. service that if your confidence is derived from some material gains or position or influence or access you have, then you are to be pitied. You are to be pitied. If your confidence and the attitude you have not to return people's call because they are not valuable, they are not important to you. Have no regard and respect for people. You used to return people's call before, but now you are too busy and you are too important that you choose whose call you should return and all that. It's fine, it's okay. But if it's all based on the change of your circumstances, Remember, time changes. Hear me. But God said, let him that boast, let him that boast, boast of this one thing that he knows I the Lord and understands me, who execute judgment, righteousness, and justice on earth. And these are the things. I, the Lord, delight him. Your confidence is in position and in material gains and some favor you have. You are to be pitied among all men. But your confidence is in him. There's another game altogether. Come with me. The first Thessalonians 5, 24. First faithful is he that calleth you, mm-hmm. who also will do it. Faithful. Faithful is one of his track records. We'll take you deep on Wednesday, but faithful is one of his track records. It is his name, he's faithful. The Bible says even when we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. That's it. You and I can fail, but God cannot fail. For he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Faithful. Faithful. Hebrews eleven, seventeen, 17 and 19. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, That in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead. Underline the word, what? Was able to raise him up. God was able to raise him up. God was able. God was able. God was able. Is your God able? Yes. sir. That is the game changer. Until you know that your God is able, every wind of doctrine will blow you. Anything can move you from where you belong. You can be here tomorrow and tomorrow, you can be here today and find yourself tomorrow. People change church. People can leave a good church like this church and go somewhere they don't even know where the pastor came from. They don't know of which of the tribe of Israel he came from. And they'll go there. Because you don't know what your God is capable of. But if you know what your God is capable of, no circumstances will move you. No situation, no trial, no temptation can move you. You stand in the midst of the storm because you know your God is able. That was what pushed Abraham to the point of sacrificing his own son because he said, I believe in him. That has promised that he's capable of raising the dead. He can raise this boy from the dead. He's able. What is your faith based on? Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25. Wherefore he's able also to save them to the uttermost. He's what? Able. He's what? Able. Until you get it, until you understand that he's able, you are limited. You are limited. (laughs) Until you grab it, eat it, and it dawns on you that your God is able, you can not make history. Your name can never appear in the Hebrews 11 of our time. Do you know there's another Hebrews 11 being written of our time? Yeah, there's another Hebrews 11. Heroes of our time you can never be among the heroes of faith until you know that he's able. No matter what confronts you, you can stand in the face of it and not be afraid. David said, though the earth be removed and the mountains be moved, (laughs) I will not be moved. And I look at him and said, if the earth is removed from under your feet, where will you be standing? He didn't consider that. He said, it doesn't matter what happens to the earth I'm standing on. Nothing moves me. Then the other day, Paul said, nothing moves me anymore. Nothing. And he said, henceforth, let no man trouble me, for I bear the mark of Christ in my body. Then the other day, I heard David saying this. He said, I have been old, young, and now I'm old. And he used a word, strong word, never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. That's a whole nother level. That he had the audacity to say, I have been young. Somebody asked me the other day, Papa, how do you deal with betrayals? And I say, if you live long a little, you'll know how to deal with it. <laughs> well, I hear young people, have a lot of young people around me, and sometimes they come with all these great ideas, powerful ideas. It sounds good, but it's knowledge. It's not wisdom. So I listen. And they say, what do you think? And I say, I'm I'm listening. Because it's knowledge. It's not wisdom. Smart and intelligent people have knowledge. But to be wise requires wisdom and going through the process. Until you've been through the process and you have wisdom, you are not wise. Because Knowledge is the acquisition of information, but wisdom is the ability to apply and to use the knowledge you have acquired wisely and intelligently. That's why the doctor knows that smoking is not good. He has knowledge of the consequence of smoking, but he smokes, why? He lacks the wisdom to use the knowledge. So being smart is good, being intelligent is good, but I'd rather be wise. Because you see, being smart can show you how you can maneuver and use this microphone without being caught. But being wise will tell you that even if you maneuver, there's still consequence. So don't do it. So it's not just doing it, but the ability to restrain, to prohibit and to prevent. Is what we're talking about. Wherefore he's able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. Seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. That is one of his track records. He ever lives. You see, I said something the other day. I said that most times when people do a will and they die, they can't defend the will because they are dead. So the will can be subjected to dispute. He goes to court for many years, and siblings fight over the will. And the one who wrote the will is dead, so he's not alive to defend the will. Lift up your hands, everybody. Pray for one minute. Just pray for one minute. Just pray for one minute. Just lift up your hands. Pray for one minute. Pray for one minute. Just lift up. Pray for one minute. Pray against interference. Pray against sabotage. Cancel setback. Break sabotage. Arrest setback. Arrest interference of any kind, shape, or form. Bind any distraction. In the name of Jesus, pray right now. Pray for one minute. One minute. In the name of Jesus. Amen. He ever leaves to make intercession. That he's able to deliver. Uh-huh, he's able. He, my my salvation is kept because he's able to deliver and to save me from anything that will make me lose my salvation. He's able. You got to believe that. In the midst of all the trials and the temptation, you must believe that God is able to keep you, preserve you, save you, deliver you to the end so you don't miss heaven because he ever lives to make intercession I'm counting on his intercession above all things hallelujah 2nd Corinthians 1 and 10 who delivered us from so great a death Uh and doth deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us you know the reason why a lot of people don't know and believe that God is able is because We so forget, we forget the deliverances of the past. We forget what God has done before. How many of you here can testify that God has done something for you before? Just give me a wave offering. Are you sure about that? Then why are you afraid? Why are you panicking? Why are you crying? Why are you all stressed out? Why are you murmuring and complaining? Paul said, he that delivered does deliver and shall yet deliver threefold. If he has done it before, he will do it again. You didn't get it. It's a place somebody should have shouted. I said, if he did it before, he can do it again. Say he can do it again. The other day, David met a giant, an uncircumcised Philistine. And he was going against him in battle. Then the king said, young man, wait a minute. Let me talk to you. Do you know what you are going up against? This guy is skillful in war. He survived many battles. You don't have what it takes. You are a young kid give me a reason why I should let you go and die. He said, king, don't worry about me, I'm good. Tell somebody I'm good, I'm good. (laughs) And the king said, what is the basis of this confidence you have? And he said, the other day, the other day, I was at the backside of the desert, keeping my father's sheep. And a lion and a bear came at the same time and attacked a lamb. And took a lamb from the sheepfold. And something came upon me. Called the Holy Ghost. And I went after the lion. And I went after the bear. And I rescued the lamb. And when they rose up against me. Something came upon me. I caught the two of them by their beard. And I slew them. This uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them. And the God who delivered me from the hands of the lion of the bear, he shall deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine because he is able, somebody, put your hands together, scream. Rehearse past victory. And remember what he has done again. You will always be ungrateful. And you will always be a nagger. Always lamenting and nagging. you never be satisfied of anything. But if you remember, that's why I always talk about where I've come from. And I don't care what people say about that. Somebody said to me, Papa, people don't really know your past. Do you have to say all that? Yes. I don't care about anybody liking me because of the school I went to. Sometimes when I see people talk about the school they went to and, uh, and I was a student of Yale and uh, uh, I came from a very poor background and I worked my way up there and I paid my school fees and I went to that school and went to that school and I did myself well and, and I look at all that and I say, Shaggy. <laughs> D- did I say that? Oh yes. I did. I didn't plan that one. But, but let me say this, you know. I really don't admire the arm of flesh. So when I see people trying to boast of the arm of flesh, you know, self-accomplishment. And you know the the people I really fear? eh? I fear self-accomplished people. It's one of the reasons why I don't like awards. Because when people go for awards, and they don't tell the truth. They just read all these beautiful things about them. I don't believe it. Every achievement I have had in life was born out of some adversity and trial. So if you are giving me a award, I want you to talk about some of the adversities. Some of the adversities. So that people don't think that it's that easy and it's all beautiful and sweet. Any achiever in life will tell you that they've been through some storms and valleys. So it's not all these sweet, beautiful talks we give and read all these nice things about them, then we clap and then they come and give all these beautiful, nice speeches. I don't believe in speeches. If you give me the microphone and you give me an award, I will tell you that I've been tempted. I've been tried. And like Nancy Mandela said, don't judge me by where I stand or am today, but judge me by the many times I fell but I got up again. Are you hearing me, somebody? We have too many heroes, cowards that have become heroes. If you're a real hero, tell me where you've come from. Tell me your story, and I'll tell you who you are. You're a hero? What have you survived? When you can take credit for where you are, it's not God. And too many people take credit for where they are. How much you studied. How well you've done. You know how many people have been to the best of schools. And are drunk. And drug addicts. I have a lot of them in mind. rehab. Students of Yale, Princeton, Oxford, Harvard. Cambridge, brilliant people and the devil has messed them up with the spirit of insanity and you want to talk about self-accomplishment give me a break, the other day Paul had an opportunity to tell his story and they said, where have you come from who are you and he said a Hebrew among Hebrews from the tribe of Benjamin. standing at the feet of Gamaliel. The best of my, my field. In my time. Yet I count them all but nothing. Except Christ and him crucified. And I am what I am. By the grace of God. When you can't give God credit. For where you are. And you can take personal credit for it. You are a disappointment. And a despiser of the grace of God. And there are so many of that kind in the church. Now, these days, we don't even give testimonies anymore in the church. We don't give testimonies. We don't give testimonies because we're embarrassed to give testimonies. We can't give testimonies. And God does a lot for us, but we can't open our mouth. We won't even write it and send it to the church and say, this is what God has done because we don't want people to know. We're very private people. We're very private. This society is sick. It's a very sick society. In the name of private. You're only private until you need help. I need some people who recognize, like Solomon did, when he became a king, sat on the throne, and when the security agents came and gave him a breakdown of his father's reign. When security came and briefed him of 40 years of his father's reign, then Solomon concluded and said, God, you know something? After hearing the security briefing, I've come to one conclusion that you have shown my father David great mercy. God, there's no need, there's no reason why he should have been king. That's the conclusion Solomon came to. We forget too early. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Go back, take record, and you see the things God has brought you through. You don't deserve anything. You don't deserve anything. And I'm telling you as God's ambassador that none of us deserve anything. It's only by grace. It's only by mercy. And it's only the favor of God. So take it easy. Take it easy. And humble yourself and be cool. <clears throat> See, I hear you. Come with me to Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. I'll say some few things then I'll let you go so Wednesday we can talk about these track records. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding... Again! Unto what? Unto him that is able. Why is the word? Able. Talk to me. What is the word? Able. Again, capable. Able. He's able. He's capable. He got what it takes. Yes, sir. Tell somebody that is what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is what I'm talking about. Not this foolish intellectual arrogance and pride. Now unto him that is able, go ahead, to do exceeding abundantly. Exceeding abundantly. A lady said to me the other day, Papa, pray for me because I don't see my type and kind of man in the church. And I said, sister, you are sick. Tell somebody she needs deliverance. You don't see your kind of man in the church. You've been veiled, you've been veiled, because the man may be sitting next to you, but you won't see, because it is written, eyes are day, but they see not. You know what she was trying to say? Her standard is so high that God can't meet it. Who told you that? to somebody say who told you that who told you that now god is able to do what exceeding abundantly a what? exceeding exceeding ab- a what abundantly above all above what all that you can ever what ask or all. think you think you can imagine you think you are a dreamer god dreams bigger and better than you What are you talking about? You think your standard is too high? You are joking. God can blow your mind. Say I hear you. He can take a nobody and make him somebody. He can take a nothing and make him something. Say yes. Somebody scream and say yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this God, eh, he can do anything. Anything. He's no joke. I don't want to be tempted to go into Wednesday message. Yeah. I, I'm trying to control myself. Mm? I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to control myself. <coughs> According to the power that worketh in us, unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages all of this for one reason that he might receive the glory yes, that he might be glorified yes, so it has never been about you and I it's always been about his glory and god would do it for his glory now there are two things working in you and I faith and the holy ghost are you hearing me somebody what i'm trying to do this morning is to raise the level of your faith that you you will live here with the audacity to believe God for anything. You know, there was a prayer meeting of a group of men of God and people. There were prayer meeting, Bishop, pastors, everybody. With a young man. And they were praying because they haven't been rained for a long time. So they were praying for a rain. Everybody went to the prayer meeting. Only the young man went with an umbrella. and after the prayer meeting it began to rain and the rain beat them all except the young man because they prayed and they didn't believe their prayers the young man believed in the prayers before he came to the prayer so he had an umbrella with him that is going to rain tell somebody it's about to rain it's about to rain oh come on somebody put your hands together scream it's about to rain Says eyes have not seen Eh? Let me break it down for you Eyes have not seen Ears have not heard Neither has entered the heart of men. You know what it means It means that what God is about to do For you With you Through you Has never been done before Has never been seen before Has never been heard of before It's a mind blowing thing and you are the right candidate for that is anybody hearing me put your hands together shout yes you know why you know why it's taking long and you know why you've been through all the things you've been through because you are a game changer what god is about to do in your life it has never been done in your family before it has never been heard of before it has never been seen before In your family, in your village In your community In your church, in your nation It's a new thing It's a brand new thing You yourself, eh, when you see it And you hear it You will look at yourself In the mirror And ask yourself Is it me? Yeah, yeah it's you Yeah Listen I know people here who will attest to what I'm saying that in their family, in their family, they are the first to accomplish anything since God said, let there be light. Some of you in your family, you are the first to have a passport. Your father didn't have a passport. Your grandfather didn't have a passport. Your grandmother didn't have a passport. Some of you in your family... You are the first to sleep in an air condition. Yeah. Some of you in your family, you are the first to use WC. WC. Some of you, you are the first in your family to sleep on Vono mattress. Everybody in your family sleeps on Soriko Juma. You are looking at me that way. You are sitting here, you are acting like God hasn't done anything for you. But check the records. Check the records. See where you have come from. And if I were you, I would scream, clap my hands, shout. Give God some praise. You know, I have a pastor. I used to travel with him a lot. I stopped traveling with him. Anytime we travel, when we get to our destination, everybody's back will come. His suitcase will not come. We will report it, make calls. We have to buy him shoes, dress, everything. The last day when we are leaving the country, then his things will arrive. So I said to him, I said, I said, I'm who? Why? Why is it that every time we travel, your things don't come? He said, Papa, it's the witches in my family. I said, but, but why is the witches? He said, he said, my, I'm the first in my family to sit in a plane. He said, my father never sat in a plane. He never had a passport. My mother has never, grandmother, has, I'm the first in the whole family since God said, let there be light that I've sat in a plane. I said, then you, eh? you have to serve God well because you have broken a generational curse. Can I announce to somebody that you are breaking a generational curse? That what has never been done in your time, in your bloodline, in your family, is being done by you in your time and day. If you believe it, put your hands together and scream. Tell somebody, you are first. Yeah. Tell somebody you are number one, you are number one. (laughs) They took Daniel into the dens of lions and they thought they had finished him. They had him where they wanted him to be. He entered into the dance of life and an unbeliever king fasted for him all the night. And the unbeliever king interceded for him. And the unbeliever king prophesied. The first prophecy was in the 16th verse. The first prophecy was in the 16th verse. Daniel chapter 6, the 16th verse. This was a prophecy of an unbeliever, an idol worshiper. He prophesied and he said, Daniel, the God whom you serve continuously shall deliver you. Look at the 16th verse and then let's come to the twenty. Then the king commanded and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake unto and said unto Daniel, thy God whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. Can you believe it? You see, this is one of the reasons why we have to pray for kings and those in authority. Because those in authority can easily be misguided and be misinformed and be misled. People can lie to them and deploy their office and their power to hurt and destroy innocent people. The king loved Daniel. And because of his love for Daniel, the people around the king schemed, conspired, and got the king to come up with a decree against the person he loved and they tied him up that he couldn't reverse the decree because he had already signed it and the king realized for the first time that even though he was king and he had power that he himself was limited he was limited at a point as a king and realized that this is out of my hands and it you take only the god you serve continuously hear me there are people watching you if you are serving god continuously or you are serving god every now and then and half and half there are people they are watching you unbelievers are watching you and the king came to one conclusion that there must be something why this guy serves his god continuously and he said the god whom you serve by my observation continuously will deliver you. Look at the twentieth verse. Look at the twentieth verse. And when he came to the dead, he uh-huh. cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. He cried with what? A lamentable voice. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from? Why the is that word again? Watch the word again. Abel. Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and hath shut the lion's mouths, and they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O King, have I done no hurt. Look at me. Daniel got into the dens of lions, and he said to the lions, Relax. I'm not your breakfast. I'm not your lunch or your dinner. Your lunch, breakfast, and dinner is on the way. Those who set me up will fall into this very trap. I am uneatable, I am unkillable, and I am undiable. The ones who conspired to set me up, to hurt me physically, or to hurt my family physically or spiritually, they shall be enslaved by this very conspiracy. So it's just a matter of time. It's a matter of time. It is said that time is better than a soothsayer. And vindication is in the womb of time. And people said to me, Papa, how do you handle betrayal? And I said, live a little long. you understand he said how do you avoid being hurt and offended and i said study history and check paradigms anyone that betrayed his brother or father hung themselves and betrayer is a spirit it started from heaven and there was nothing god didn't do for lucifer look at Look at Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28 after lunch. There was nothing God didn't do for Lucifer. And yet he betrayed God. And I said, I have learned to give people a long rope and leave them to hang themselves so my hand is innocent of their blood. And I've watched them hang themselves all the time. When Ahithophel betrayed his friend David, Even though David was in breach of the word of God, and David had committed murder, premeditated murder and adultery, yet God showed him mercy. And Ahitophel hung himself because he took the law into his hands and forgot that vengeance is mine. When Absalom betrayed his father, he hung himself with his head. When Judas betrayed Jesus, he hanged himself. People who betray their brethren and and the cause of others will always end up hanging themselves. It's just a matter of time. It doesn't matter the reward you get for betraying the cause of somebody else. It's a matter of time and you can't change history. It will catch up with you. It's just a matter of time. So I've learned not to be bitter, not to be hurt, not to be offended, and not to fight anybody. Even if I have information on you to crucify you, I won't do it. You know why I won't do it? Because when God deals with you, it's sweeter than when I do it. Oh yeah, it's a good place somebody should have clapped their hands. I'm telling you. I've seen God over the years deal with my enemies and I stand in awe, I stand in awe and I say God you are terrible, you are terrible in battle and fearful in praise, you are terrible so go ahead Go ahead and scheme, go ahead and plan, go ahead and make your prediction, pull strings, get into different alliances, put your information and records together, it will be broken in pieces, take your counsel, it shall come to naught. Speak your word. It shall not stand. For God is with us. Say yes. yes. You have to have a knowing. A knowing. That your God is capable. Paul said the other day. He said. I am not ashamed. Nor afraid. For I know in whom I have believed. Sometimes people think. I don't feel things, I don't hear things, I don't send things. I feel things, I send things. I'm very sensitive. I feel some of the dangers you feel about me and my family. I feel the threatenings, the schemings, the plots of men to hurt us physically and spiritually. I feel those things. I sense them. I feel the threatenings. But I know in whom I have believed. I know in whom I have believed. That it is their right to scheme And it is their right to imagine evil. But it is also the right of my God to cause their scheming to boomerang. To backfire and to turn on them. Are you hearing me? On the day, on the day, on the day that they make their moves. On the day that they intend to carry out their agenda, to execute it. That will be the day that the earth will swallow them up. Will be the day that their heart will stop beating. That day. That day, something will go wrong with them. Something will go wrong with their heart, with their kidneys, with their car tie. Something will go wrong with their with with, with, with their plans. Whatever they have devised. On that day, it will come to naught. They will know. They will know. They will know that Jesus is my Savior. They will know. Ya all
2: Silence. Let man be silent. Let the powers of evil be silent. Let thrones and dominion be silent.
1: to it. Put your hands together. Scream. We have heard with our ears, oh God. Our fathers have told us. You see, that is how you derive confidence and come to that conclusion on his track record that God is able. We have heard with our own ears. Our fathers have told us, I pray that every father and every mother here will have an encounter with God in your day, that you may pass it on to your children and that you may tell your children and your grandchildren, your sons and your daughters of the ways of Elohim and to tell them what God did in your days to give them that assurance that the same God who delivered you in their day will do the same because he's able. Yes, sir. Our fathers have told us. Go ahead. What work thou didst in their days? You perform a work. You did a work. You did wonders in their days. May God do wonders in your days. I said, may God do wonders in your days. May God blow your mind in your day that you may have something to tell your children in their days. What our fathers have told us. What way, thou didst in their days in the times of old. In the times of old. How You've thou done dis- it before? You've done it before. The Bible says, Jesus He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same tomorrow. And he's the same forever. He said, I am the Lord and I change not. Right. How thou didst drive out the heathen with thy hand? May the Lord drive your enemies by his hand from your life. May the hand of the Lord drive your enemies round about you from you. Go ahead. And plantest them how thou didst afflict the people and cast them out. May they be afflicted and cast out. For they got not the land in possession by their own sword, neither did their own arms save them. It wasn't by the arm of flesh. It wasn't by their intelligence or their capabilities, nor experience. Nor by their sword. Nor military strength or power. Nor by any scheme or strategy. But you did it all by yourself. Because you are God all by yourself. But right. thy right hand and thine arm and the light of their countenance. Because thou hast a favor unto them. Thou chose to favor them. Thou art my God. My said, you are my God. And you are my King. Command deliverances for Jacob. You are my Lord giver. And I look up to you for deliverances. Let God command deliverances for you this coming week. Beginning from today, may you be delivered from the hands of your strongest enemies. May the Lord grant you and your house deliverance from those who are too strong for you. And may anyone that is conspiring and scheming in the secret, in the dark, wherever they are working from, to hurt you and your family physically or spiritually, let it turn on them. Let them be ensnared by the very thing they plan against you. Let the very thing they wish for you Come upon them, happen to them, and all that they love. In the name of Jesus, if you believe it, put your hands together, scream. Go ahead. Through thee will we push down our enemies. We push so, them down. Through thy name will we tread them under that rise up Everybody do this. That is the next thing that will happen. To all those who devise your head, you your, your 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 leg will be upon their necks. Do it one more time. Practice it. You have to practice it before it happens. When there's going to be a wedding, we have a rehearsal. Rehearse the victory. Go ahead. For I will not trust in my bow, Uh neither shall my sword save me. That is what I've been saying. I don't trust in my bow, nor in my sword. But I believe God. The other day, David said, Father, why have they increased? Why are they doing so well that divides my head? Why are they doing well that i paid? me evil for the good I did them why are they prospering and yet they are not satisfied with all they have they are still looking for a location to help me and they've gone to the extent to even predict and say that even God can help you that even in God there is no way and help for me and Debbie said, it's my turn to respond and to speak back Tell somebody it's time to speak back. Tell somebody it's time to say something. Tell somebody it's too dangerous not to say something to the voice of the enemy. And David said, it's my turn to speak back. And David said, you've said everything you want to say because your confidence is derived from your material gains and what you have. But let me say to you, and he said this, And you know the other day God said in the book of numbers the 14th chapter he said surely as I live as you have spoken into my ears so I will do it unto you and David said father thou that created the ears you have ears to hear you that created the eyes you have eyes to see now hear me oh lord thou that created the ears hear me let your ears hear my voice and he said, for thou, O Lord, art the shield about me. You are my glory. In the mix of shame and embarrassment. In the midst of all that they thrown at me to scandalize me, to stigmatize me, thou art my glory. And the lift tar up of my head. Are you hearing me, somebody? The Bible said, when men are cast down, then thou shall say, there is a lifting up. Let there be a lifting up this week. Let there be a lifting up this week. Let there be a lifting up in your business, in your finances, in your marriage, in your relationship. Let there be a lifting up. Shout a lifting up.
0: We know you are blessed by that word of God. And look forward to you joining the messages of the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams again. For more information on our events... Books and messages, please visit NDW Ministries online at www.ndwministries.org or call our offices on plus one eight seven seven three six one five one one. Once again, thank you for joining the Archbishop today. And may you continue to experience the life-transforming power of God's blessings.